cold water with just a wee dash of milk to keep the starch from leaching out. A Christmas pudding would have been made months ago, like the rich fruit cake that she baked from a recipe that had been her mother's. No shop-bought fare for her family, Mary thought indignantly. Oh no, it had all been the best of stuff. She'd thanked them all nicely afterwards, though, aware of the size of the bill that Malcolm was having to pay, but in truth the thin slices of turkey meat swimming in tepid gravy had given her a bout of indigestion afterwards. It was either that or these undercooked sprouts. Frozen, probably, she decided. For who would spend their Christmas morning in a hotel kitchen peeling masses of vegetables when they could open a catering pack? Danny had slipped away just as the meal was finishing, a wee pat on her shoulder and a half-promise to come round to see her tomorrow. Well, Boxing Day was almost past, and not a soul had appeared at Mary's door. Not that she blamed the boy, of course. Her grandchildren were all nice kids, well brought up, but they led such different sorts of lives from the one she had known as a teenager. Ah, well, Mary said aloud, He'll be with his pals having fun. Who needs to see an old crone like me anyway? She smiled at that. There was no self-pity in her tone, even though the hours had hung heavily between bouts of watching TV. Danny was her favourite out of them all, and he'd come round and see her sometime, just as he always did. His visits were all the more special for being unexpected, and Mary was bound to be in to greet him since she never went out much these days, what with her bad hip and the arthritis that made walking so difficult. When Mary heard the back door being knocked, a smile lit up her wizened features. It was him. Danny hadn't let her down after all, she thought. Shuffling through the hall, the old lady placed one hand on the papered walls for support, breathing hard at the effort. She switched on the kitchen light, an expression of delighted anticipation on her face at the shadow beyond the half-glazed door. The tea tray was still prepared for them, Danny's favourite biscuits, on a plate beneath the embroidered cloth, two china cups and saucers already beside them. Mary smoothed down her skirt and patted her tightly permed white curls, just as if she were about to welcome a young suitor to her parlour. Eager fingers turned the key, and then the cold air rushed in, sweeping Mary's skirt above her knees, making her tremble at the empty darkness. Where was he? The trees outside swayed in the gathering storm. Had she really seen his shadow there on her doorstep, or was it a trick of the light? Danny? Danny, are you out there? Come in, lad. It's too cold for me to leave the door open. Mary's smile faded as she heard the branches of the old apple tree creak in the wind. Had she imagined the door being knocked? Had her heightened anticipation tricked her into imagining that familiar sound? Was it the wind? Disappointed, Mary was about to shut the door once again when she heard it a pitiful cry just out there in the garden, 
some small animal in distress? Was it a cat? She'd had cats for years, but after Tiggle had been put down, Malcolm had persuaded her not to have another one. It's too much for you, mother, he'd scolded. But Mary still missed the companionable creature, and on a night like this, a furry body curled on her lap would have been very welcome. So was it a stray cat, perhaps? Peering into the darkness, Mary heard it again, a bit closer this time. Puss, she queried. Here, pussy, she said, her words drawn away by a gust of wind. Venturing forwards, Mary took one step down, her fingers gripping the rail that the nice man from social services had put in for her, and called again, Puss, Puss. The figure seemed to come from nowhere, the hood concealing his face.